0: I start DMing people and that first week, I made like 10 Gs. Yeah. So that's triple my income in a week than I make in a month. Mm. And that was the moment where I, I knew like I was gonna be a millionaire. Like yeah. I, I was like, I, I just figured it out.
1: You're listening to an Apex Mindset episode of the RCN Podcast, where we learn from inspiring individuals who push the boundaries to reach extreme levels of success. Apex Mindset, elevate your life. On this episode of Apex Mindset, entrepreneur, coach, founder, and CEO of the multi-million dollar online businesses, Fit Warrior, fitness CEOs, and elite CEOs, Tanner Chittister.
0: My dad was like, yeah, you don't do anything, you don't get anything. So it was it was that it was that internal drive to go, if I wanna be rich, it's I'm gonna figure it out or, or I'm not gonna be rich. There's no one who's gonna quote unquote help me. Like I have to put the work in, I have to be the one to figure it out. And that was the moment where I, I knew like I was gonna be a millionaire. Like yeah. I, I was like, I, I just figured it out. That's all life is is experiences and people. And I don't think there's anyone who's like, oh, I don't really want to go on more vacations or travel the world. It's just they can't afford it. It's like, okay, if I want to do that, what do I have to do to make enough so that I can do what I want when I want to do it? Welcome to
2: Apex Mindset. Today, we are excited to have Tanner with us. Thanks for joining us, Tanner. How are you? I'm good, guys.
0: Thanks for having me. Excited. Well, awesome. We're
2: excited to dig in. You know, a lot of people know you already, but... At the same time, there's a lot of people that don't. And we want to share you with our audience. So we always like to start from the beginning. We want to dig into your story a little bit. Like, you know, we'll go back to childhood, family life, where you grew up, and then we'll start that journey into your business. So take us back. Where'd you grow up?
0: Yeah. Uh, So I was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, and then I grew up there until about eight. So I don't remember too much. And then we moved to Houston. Um, I was raised in a very conservative household. Uh, I was raised LDS or more commonly known as Mormon. Um, I had two older sisters and then I, well, I have four sisters total, two older, two younger, and then I have two younger brothers. So I'm in the middle. I'm the third, yeah. like three out of seven, I guess you get three or four is in the middle. Right. I'm I'm second oldest uh, um, of eight. So we're, uh, yeah. We're so you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know how it is growing up. It's not that fun when you get older, it's, it's a little more fun. Um, but yeah, so I was picked on a lot as a kid. I was a little just, I was kind of weird, I guess you could say. You know, my parents never cuss, and then they were also religious, which is fine, nothing wrong. But, you know, I'd go to school and, you know, kids were dropping F-bombs, and I, had no, I didn't even know what it was. I was like, eh, I think that's a cuss word. Um, and then my sisters played dress up with me. So I just think it, it didn't really, I didn't really have an older brother to kind of like, hey, man, like, let me kind of hold your hand, show you how to do this guy thing. Um, so in, it was sixth grade, so around 12, I start kind of figuring out like I'm the butt of people's jokes. I don't know why it took until sixth grade, but I started to kind of figure out that people were making fun of me and that I didn't know. And then when I finally knew it, it really hurt my feelings to the point where I, I was trying to do something about it. I'd go cry it to my dad, but I started realizing, you know, my dad can't do anything. So that really started building my mindset about being self-reliant and figuring it out. Um, So at 12 years old, I started, I told my mom to drop me off at the gym before school. She would take my sisters to a early morning Bible study essentially. And so she dropped me off around 5.30 in the morning, 5.45, and then I would train and then I would go to school. And so about three months into doing that, um, I stuck with it. It was very painful. the way I remember it is it was a lot more painful than it is now. Cause obviously my muscles weren't accustomed to working out. I was a you know kid going through puberty, but uh, about three months later, I started having some, you know, very beginner gains and I'm, you know, I'm 12. So no kid at 12 is really working out that hard. And people started complimenting me, you know, teachers were like saying, Hey dude, like, you know, like what's going on? Like they they thought I was on juice and stuff and kids were saying things and girls all of a sudden were like being nice to me. Um, and so it really started to build my confidence. So I, I kept doing it. And then I realized it was giving me an advantage in sports. So I didn't really start playing too much, too much sports until sixth grade. So the next year, um, I started excelling. I was on the A team. I became a captain. And then I got very serious about sports. So from about 12 till 22, my entire life was sports. Um, The way I, I attack business now is how I did it going into my uh, sophomore year of high school. Uh, it was like, it's huge in Texas to be on varsity as a sophomore, only a couple guys. So I trained nine hours a day during the summer and, uh, I got moved up and I was like one of three guys. And, um, we went all the way to the state semis a couple years in a row. And so that was a huge deal for me. Um, I I went all the way to the division one level. I got to play at BYU for a little bit. Uh, played at a couple of juco's, um, just kept getting hurt. Couldn't really stay healthy. And so around 22, I kind of knew, you know, I, 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 got into the end of the road. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't interested in like trying to be a free agent in the NFL draft or like, you know, a late round pick. I, I really was like, okay, if I'm not gonna be, you know, on the top couple rounds it, there, to me, there's no point. So, uh, that was a big, that was kind of devastating for me at the time because I've been my whole life. That's yeah. my identity. Uh, so for most athletes I get, it's very depressing and most of them don't take care of school. Uh, you know, college, how it's viewed on TV is not how it is. Uh, it's very, I would say animalistic where the coaches are there to win and you are there at their disposal. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I get it. But at the end of the day, there's, you know, it's not all this hype and stuff. You are there and you're essentially cattle. And if you can't play, that sucks, next guy up, um, which is fine. It's a business, but you know, that that's the irony is no one gets paid, but it's very much a business. Um, so after that, I started doing petroleum engineering. I already was doing it, I had really good grades. I was transferring to Texas A&M, they're like number two in the country, at least at the time they were. Um, and I was about to enroll. And then I had a, a lunch with a guy named David Fry. So David Fry is connected to Russell Brunson. Uh, he's married to Russell's cousin. Yeah. And we just sat down and you know, football was over. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I just want to make money. And uh, he started talking to me and said, Well, you know, what's your goal? And I said, Dude, I don't really care what I want to do. I just want to make a lot of money. Um, reason for that is just the way we grew up. My dad was a teacher. Um, he never gave me anything. You know, I remember distinctly at 14. He said, I said, Dad, can I go to the movies? And he's like, yeah, you have a job. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, do you have a job? I was like, no, I'm 14. He's like, oh, I guess you can't go. And then he just mm-hmm. kind of like walked off. So that was my dad. So at the yeah. time I, I really was upset, um, especially I lived in a kind of, I would say, richer white neighborhood. Um, so my dad, it, it was fine. It was just, you know, seven kids is a lot different than two kids. Yeah. Um, obviously, on a teacher salary. So he did a lot of other things for us to make ends meet and all that. Um, I I didn't go without, I don't want to make it sound bad, but I didn't have more than enough. Like it was like, this is what you need, this is what you get, everything else, like you can get it yourself. So that kind of instilled in me, I didn't want to quote unquote live that way when I grew up. I just wanted to buy what I want because I wanted it. So he sat down with me, basically convinced me to leave school. Uh, I thought it was a bad idea. Uh, My parents did, my girlfriend at the time, uh, her mom said very choice words to me as well. So he was the only person who thought it was a good idea. So I quit school, I moved back home, and then I'd go to his office every day uh, and just learned about funnels and traffic and Facebook. Um, And I did that basically from 22 to about 23 and a half. And then I just was like, hey, dude, I need to go do something. I didn't make any money, though. So I learned a lot. Um, At the time, I thought it was a waste of time. In In the long run, it wasn't. But I was... I was kind of upset. So I moved off. I went off to Utah. That's where I had family. And I kept trying to figure it out. And I got a job as a server. So did about six, seven months of that. I'm still in the same spot. So now I'm, you know, 23. and I'm like, dude, what, when is this going to end? So then I get, you know, uh, recruited into door-to-door sales and they paint me this dream of, you know, riches and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm going to just, you're going to be a millionaire, you know? So anyways, I go to the door-to-door and that was the, to date to this day that was the hardest thing i've ever done in my life yeah uh, it's harder than making eight figures a year it's harder i mean the hardest thing i've ever done yep. um but that that taught me how to sell
2: yeah i
0: mean I, I just straight up taught me what to say how to say it, when to say it read body language i mean everything yeah so anything li- really <laughs> yeah anyone who really wants to learn how to sell you go do door to door you can do anything because yep. it is you're selling people stuff they do not want that yep. is just the truth. So I did that, and then uh, now I'm 24 and a half, and I'm still in the same spot. I'm looking at my bank account, and I'm just very discouraged because it seems like I'm I'm just in the rat race. I'm like, this is this is how people live. Like they just they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So I'm very discouraged, but I'm at the point where I, I've not hired a coach. I, I'm a little egotistical. I played Division One football. I was a petroleum engineer. I'm like, man, I don't need to hire a coach. I can figure this shit out like everything else I have. Uh, So I see an ad on Facebook, how to build an online fitness business. Know nothing about online business really besides some of the technical stuff I learned. Um, No idea what high ticket coaching was at all. I was selling a product for 47 bucks. So I click on the ad, get on the call, uh, they high pressure me into buying, you know, you have to buy today, da, da, da. no idea what any of that was, right? I buy it hook, line and sinker, even though I'm a door to a salesman. Mm-hmm. So I have two grand in my bank account and give it to them. Then I had to get a credit card, paid the rest. Um, so I get in the program and, you know, my mentor always tries to remind me, you know, I've, I'll say like, oh, these programs suck. But he's like, you know, dude, if you didn't take those programs, you probably still wouldn't have gotten where you are today. So I always try to keep that in mind. Yep. But essentially, again, the program and it's just like, okay, so let's shoot people DMs, get them on a call, and then close them for fifteen hundred or more. And I was like, there's no way people will pay that. They're like, yeah, they will. I was like, all right. That was the end of the program for me. Like, I didn't watch an, I didn't watch any videos. I basically heard that. And I was like, okay, so I start DMing people off my Instagram. I done, uh, I guess I forgot to mention, you know, I did some fitness modeling after football. Um, and so I built up an Instagram, you know, from that. Probably not all the best followers. Probably weren't exactly interested in. You know my business savvy, yeah. <laughs> um, more of my looks. Um, but anyways, I start DMing people, and that first week I made like ten G's. Yeah. So that's triple my income in a week than I make in a month. Mm. And that was the moment where I I knew like I was gonna be a millionaire. Like yeah. I, I was was like, I, I just figured it out. Yeah. Um, so from there, uh, I built a seven figure online fitness business, getting people in shape in a year. Got my little Click Funnels award name started getting out there a little bit. All these trainers were like, dude, how are you doing this? Uh, I said no multiple times until I had about a dozen people who were like, I'll pay you, you know, 10 grand or more. And I was like, okay, you know, I I'll take 120 G's." So, uh, they, they hired me and then that went to seven figures in just three months. And then from there, you know, more people started hearing about me. And so now that's kind of what's led into elite CEOs, which is, you know, we help anyone who wants to go online. And, um, you know, today we've done almost like, like over 30 million, I think now. And so, yeah, it, was, it changed my life very dramatically. And that's that's kind of the long story short yeah. or short story long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said it changed your life. What were, what were some of the
1: experiences that you were able to have after getting money?
0: Well, so during, so you guys will think this is crazy, but from 22 to, I would say 22 to like 26, I didn't. Date girls at all. um I love girls too. Like if that's if everyone has a vice, that's my vice. Like that is my vice, one hundred percent. Drugs, alcohol, no problem. Like I have that's that'd be my issue per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I was so dedicated to becoming wealthy and figuring it out that I just was like, nope. One out, like half hour to her house, half hour back, two hour date, three hour date. Don't have time. <laughs> so it was more of the like you know, you want to come Netflix and chill or, or that's it type deal? You know, it's yeah. like, you can come over or, or no. So um, I think when I started making money, it was just, you know, I didn't, I didn't worry about how much stuff cost. Mm-hmm. Like to this day, like I went, like I was just thinking about, I went to the grocery store yesterday. I didn't look at the price of anything. I just pick what I want and then I buy it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Before, you know, you're looking at, well, how many, how many ounces is in this and is this cheaper per ounce and like, To to me, I just didn't want to live that way. Um, I'm not saying like there's anything wrong or right with it or vice versa. But I I just to me, money just allows you to do what you want. And if you think about it, you know, that's all life is, is experiences and people. And I don't think there's anyone who's like, oh, I don't really want to go on more vacations or travel the world. It's just they can't afford it. And so it's like, okay, if I want to do that, what do I have to do to make enough so that I can do what I want when I want to do it? Um, and so that's, that's been the biggest thing. And then, um, you know, I've, I've been able to buy some nice toys and live in some nice places, but, you know, took me, took me until about this year, but I, you know, this year I start figuring out that stuff doesn't really fulfill me yeah. much at all. Um, and it doesn't really bring me anything. Like it just, it just doesn't like bring me any like quote unquote fulfilling people per se. It's not that they're bad people. It just doesn't like, I guess, add value type deal. Mm -hmm. Um, people who are going to like you, they don't care about that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, but I would say the biggest thing that I enjoy with money is just being able to do what I want and then just being able to help people. Like I had a, I had a friend who was in really bad shape. They were about to lose their business. They don't, you know, do quite as well. And, uh, they needed like, I think they needed like five G's or they were gonna lose their business. Uh, cause they had to pay rent, but they're like, dude, but COVID like no one's booked. I was just like, yeah, dude, just here you go. Yeah. Right. And they're very close friends. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that for the average person per se, but they just, I knew they didn't have another option. And so just stuff like that, where you're able to do it or like, you know, I did something nice for my mom's birthday that most people can't couldn't pay for. So I, I think it's mostly the experiences is what I've realized. And so I've actually cut back on a lot of the, the cars and all that stuff, because At the end of the day, when I feel the best, it's the people I'm around and like what we're actually doing. Totally. Yeah. So
2: what about, uh, when you go back to like your, uh, journey starting into that entrepreneurship side and you start figuring out what can be done there, um, Mm -hmm. were you following some of the big entrepreneurs or marketing people yet? Or did you start to, or what did that part look like for you as far as, um, you know, role models or, uh, mentors, or were you reading books? What, what's your story around that?
0: Honestly, I just started paying people money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my take is like, there's a bunch of information. The hard part is sifting through what's correct. Cause I, like, you type in, should you eat carbs at night right now? I bet you there's 50 articles that say yes, 50 that say no. Mm-hmm. So first you have to read the articles, decipher which is correct. Then after you do it, you have to test it. And then it may or may not work. And then you have to start over again. So I was like, you know, forget this. I'm just gonna pay people and do exactly what they said, say as hard as I can, and then I'll go from there. Um, so really what I just did is I paid people, got results. Then I got, I was like, hey, here's my next goal. And then I would just pay someone, didn't work. I would immediately pay someone else. And I just repeated that pattern until I hit my goal. And I think that's part of why I grew so fast. And you know, a lot of people go, You know, how did you make so much money so fast? i was like, well, I worked 10, 12 hour days every day and I didn't really do much and I just paid people money. And so it's faster that way. You know, it's not like a sexy story, but a lot of people want to hear some magical secret. It was like, I just outworked everyone and I spent money uh, as much as I had to until I kind of figured out what to do. And and a lot of the programs, uh, it was just the simple fact, like I, I would do what they said, and then I would just know from my athletic background. And just from door to door sales, I was like, I'm doing this as as well as can be done. So if it's not working, there has to be another path. And I went through that enough times where I finally kind of found my path per se. Yep. And then I, once it worked, I just implemented it harder. And it, it, was, it was really figuring out paid ads. So once I had the high ticket model down organically, I was like, okay, I just need more traffic. I kept trying to do automated webinars, they didn't work. And then, um, Long story short, I basically just started doing you know, outreach. So I ran them through messenger and then I started, I got mad one day and I messaged every single person who came through and then I made like 20 something grand off 3K investment and I was like, oh. And then that was that That was that second light switch where I was like, okay, I figured it out. No yeah. um, one was telling me to do that. They were just telling me like run it to automate a webinar, fix the video, do this and I, I'm going broke because I'm paying 10K to the coach and I'm paying 10K on ads and I'm busting my butt organically to keep paying. But that's really, I mean, that's really how my story went. And then in terms of getting into business coaching, you know, I never wanted to get into business coaching. I actually hated business coaches. yeah, Because I had this big stigma of what business have you built besides business coaching? And it usually was like none. Yep. But when you start having success, people ask you for help. And so I never planned on it, but I was like, you know what, if I can, most people can't go through what I went through and succeed. Their mindset just is not there. Yep. Um, most people spend 10 K on a coach and it doesn't work. They, they quit. Yep. That's it. I spent like 50 before I ever got a return on paid traffic. So that was what got me into business coaching was, okay, well, I'm going to show people what I actually did and I have the results to back it up and I've done it in two different industries. So you know, like if it saves them, if they're, if I'm their last shot and if I'm their final hope, you know, that could change their life potentially. And I think there's like a lot of ways to help people, but financially, I enjoy helping people financially because whatever issues they have, typically money can solve most of problems. problems, yeah. right? Like if they need a therapist. If they have medical conditions, if they have a family member, like, you know, I could go try to talk to them and hold their hand and all that stuff. But I'm like, end of the day, that kind of was what gave me the most fulfillment. So sorry for the long answer, but yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a great. I love them.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that most people, they struggle with staying on that path. Like you were saying, you know, they would quit after trying right. something, you know, right away. What what drives you? What motivates you?
0: Yeah, uh, man, such a good question. I ask myself these questions because I, I think the stuff I went through, including the door-to-door sales, I wish I documented it. I really do. Because I think, you know, hearing someone say I worked a 12-hour day, I mean, it takes me five seconds to say. But living it, yeah. I mean, the, the pain and and the, like, mental fatigue and stuff you go through. So I think the first part is just I, I knew no one could save me. And and that's one thing I've, to this day, have... You know, I'm so glad my dad was the way he was, because basically, if my dad had bailed me out as a kid, I would just always think that's how life works. Mm -hmm. It's kind of how the, you know, in a sense, it's kind of how the government works a little bit. You know, I'm not saying it's bad and some people do need help. But when you just get stuff for nothing, it, it reinforces that behavior, just like when you don't get stuff for nothing. So my dad was like, yeah, you don't do anything. You don't get anything. So it was it was that it was that internal drive to go. If I want to be rich, it's I'm gonna figure it out, or or I'm not gonna be rich. There's no one who's gonna quote unquote help me. Like I have to put the work in. I have to be the one to figure it out. And then I think the second thing is just ego. I think I've been so successful in different areas of my life that you know I would rather be homeless than admit to my family that I made a mistake. Because you know they look at me now. No one says anything. But when I started, every, you know. No one, I mean, my entire family thought it was stupid. I thought it was stupid. Yeah. Um, and they would make, you know, like one of my younger brothers, um, he's very different now. He has a kid, so he's probably like more mature than me now, honestly. But uh, he's he's 23, but, you know, he make jokes like, hey, how's business going? And he knew it wasn't going well. So it was kind of like, hey, dude, like how's business going? Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> um so I think, and that was the second thing. Now, now really, what drives me is it's more growth. So, you know, you feel exactly the same no matter how much money you make. Yep. You know, I used to have a goal to do 10K. And then I was like, I want to do 100. And then it was 500. And then a million. You know, now I'm like, oh, I want to do 2 million. But you feel the same at every level. You're the same person. I just think it's more the growth. Because depending on what you believe in religiously and stuff like that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all going to die. So yeah, it's like life can be whatever you want it to be. And for me, like what makes me feel fulfilled is like, I'm just trying to grow every single day. And I guess money for me is the measuring stick. It's not, it doesn't mean anything, but it's a measuring stick. Um, and then, you know, and then I also do have a goal. I want to basically make my family never have to worry about money ever again. So unless some idiot comes in and you know blows up a trust fund or does something stupid type yeah. deal, that's that's just what I want to leave for my family because I just I read I read a book from Grant Cardone. Um it's funny, but he has a quote in there, and this actually really inspired me throughout my life. Um, I'm not like this huge like grain fan of Grant Cardone, but he had a I think it was a 10X book possibly, or it might have been sell or be sold. I can't yeah. remember. But he had a quote in there that was, it's like, it's your responsibility to take care of your family and like no one else is going to do it. You have to be the one to do it. And I don't know, there's like, there's like a moment where that just like, I was at the gym and I'm just listening to it. And there was like a moment where that hit me, um, where I was like, yeah, dude, like that's true. Like if I don't figure it out, no one else in my family will. Um, Mm -hmm. so anyways. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Both, both good books, by the way. I I agree. I, you know, and, and I try to learn from anybody we, Anybody can, you know, and you take some with a grain of salt, some you like in some ways and not others. But yeah, Grant's uh, really behind his 10X mindset. And I, I got the same from it. You know, I, I've got four kids and I'm like, my my whole reason and purpose for wanting to build and grow business is like like you said, the flexibility, the financial freedom of like just being able to have what you want when you want it. And uh, yeah, I great point thanks for bringing that up. What, um, what do you think most people struggle with in terms of, you know, this is not the everyday person, right? 90% of people are stuck in their eight to five. They don't enjoy their work, but they never find how to get out of that. They never take the steps to get out of it. What do you, why do you think that is?
0: Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I try to think back to how I thought. Uh, it's crazy now, but when I first, you know, sat down with David, I just didn't know how business really worked. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even understand the concept. I didn't really understand profit margins or sales or marketing. Like, I'd see a business I walked into, like Subway. And I was like, I don't like. How do they make money? Like, how does this yeah. work? Like, how they, like. And and one, now that I own a business, it's very simple. Like, it's it's all numbers, and and you know, I can I can understand business very well. So I think part of it's just people don't understand. And then they don't, they don't know what's actually possible. Yeah. Like I didn't know what online high ticket sales was. I didn't even know what, I didn't even know people made money this way. Yeah. Like it's so for, It was so foreign to me. I, I would see rich individuals and I was like, man, how do they, like, how are they doing that? Um, when I was not doing very well, I'd go knock on people's doors. Um, I was doing pest control for a while. And I remember I'd ask people straight up. I said, hey, man, I hope this isn't too invasive. But what do you do? Well, I do this. I do that. And and I was so intrigued as to man, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Because there's, there's got to be a better path. So I think most people just don't know. Um, and then the second hard part is when they try to seek guidance, there's just so much information out there. So they get confused as to which way is correct or who they should trust. Yeah. Um, and that was me right that was 100% me and i've i've spent about a million dollars to date on coaching and courses and you know i'd probably say you know 80% weren't very good yep um but the reason for that is you know i, I very simply put anything like unregulated there's going to be more bad than good but there's still good people out there in yeah. good courses and so forth so i just think it's that um and then the third thing is most people i don't know what a good term is but they're just not um, I, I, I don't, it's funny. I don't know if I think I have a good mindset. I just can, I have a very high pain tolerance. Uh, the way my dad raised me is, is, is just, yeah. It doesn't really matter if you feel good. It doesn't really matter if it's uncomfortable. You just do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And a lot of people, I think they think that's an option. They just go through life and they go, oh, if it's too hard, I don't, I don't want to do it or I don't have to try. And that's just not how I was raised. You know, my dad, my dad just, you know, uh, I I mean, I was doing sports. This is when I started getting good at sports and, you know, I was not very good. And my dad was watching me run and, uh, you know, he's like, why, why aren't you running faster? And I, I literally said this, I said, well, I get, well, I get tired. It hurts. And my dad goes, so what? Like, what? He's like, what? He's like, so what? And I don't know what happened, but there was some trigger. And like within a week period, I went from like finishing last in sprints to like second on the team. And and all of a sudden I was like, oh, so like I just have to do my best no matter what. It doesn't matter if it's painful or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And that that was a very, it sounds weird, but that was one of the benefits of sports is it really taught me how to work hard and, and yeah. discipline and competition. And and I know that's it sounds weird now saying it, but I think some people, they just assume if something's hard or too difficult or whatever that they just choose not to do it and my dad was basically the other way where he just said yeah like that's life bro you just have to figure it out and keep going so hopefully that hopefully i broke that down sorry yeah no it's
1: a good point and it it kind of uh dovetails nicely into this next question how (laughs) important do you think staying physically active is to
0: your mindset i mean for me uh, it's stress relief, so I can't speak for other individuals, but if I didn't, I mean, if I didn't work out every day, I, I think I'd either be in prison or drug addict or <laughs> yes. like alcoholic or something because the, especially with business and so forth, there's just so much stress. You need a release, uh, and you need a healthy release, I guess I could say too. So, um, I feel off if I don't work out. Like my body doesn't feel right. My mind doesn't feel right. Uh, my stress levels get out of control. Um, you know, stress, stress will kill you if it gets bad enough. There was a time in uh, early in business where I was still, I mean, I'm young now, but I mean, I was in my I was 25, 26, but I was doing those 12 hour days and I was cutting out gym and I was eating bad and stuff because I was just like, I don't have time. I don't have time. And I was like losing my hair and getting wrinkles and it was like, it, it'll kill you so um yeah it's super important i think it's super important i think you got to make time for it um a lot of guys at least that i know uh that are doing very well off they typically have some type of either sports background or bodybuilding background or something something that they just learned discipline um and i and i think the biggest thing though is it's just mental health like i don't work out at the gym anymore so i have huge muscles i mean i don't I pass that phase and I don't really care anymore. I have some pictures where I was humongous back in yeah. the day, but, uh, for me, it's just stress. So I, I would, I'd highly recommend it to anyone. And so I wake up and the first thing I do is that, and it really sets the tone for the rest of my day. Is there anything that you do to train your mind? Um, I mean, I've, I've tried to get, I've tried to get more into like meditation. I read a lot, you know, um, for better or for worse just the way my dad was with me. I just, you know, a lot of like, let's say a Tony Robbins event. Like, Tony's great. Obviously, he's a very successful guy. One of the highest paid consultants in the world. But I used to just go to those events and I'd sit there and like, yo, when are we going to learn some like strategy? Like, why are we all jumping up and clapping? Like, (laughs) what is this shit, right? And it it was crazy to me to see how many people, they actually need that. I'm just the... I've just never needed that. Yeah. I've never been that person. I, you know, I would sit with coaches. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, cool. Like, I need to work hard. Okay. Like, give me, give me the goods. Like, where's yeah. the good stuff. Um, so in terms of that, I probably need more help. Right. Like I'm, I'm probably as far away from woo as you could be. I'm definitely trying to be more conscious of that and and do better because, um, you know, you can't just, it's like all life's problems. You can't just like run through like a brick wall. You can't, that's not how to tackle a lot of things, especially when it comes to like, you know, stress and relationships and, and just like feeling better. Um, but I, I will say I, I have a very just do it mindset, like the Nike slogan type deal. And that's, that has helped me a lot. Um, you know, I've, when I go to therapy, they're like, yeah, that's, that's definitely helped you, but it's, it's definitely hurt you in other places because you'll basically follow that at the detriment of everything else to an extent. So it's hard to say like, what's the best way to go about it or like who's an example of someone who like has a really good balance. But I think there's both. I think there's times where I think there's times where you need to like be more conscious of that stuff. But I think there's also times where, you know, I just want to tell people like, bro, just do it. Like, just, (laughs) just stop complaining. Stop overthinking. Just like, You said you need this. This is what's going to get you that. Just do it. Yeah. Um, So obviously, even my clients, a lot of people I attract. That's how they think more. But um, anyways, to answer your question, I'm trying. But I I definitely, you know, I I try to be very like open minded and like self-assess myself. I I could probably do a lot better in that category. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome.
2: What about um, so with what you're doing now, obviously, we've heard a lot about the journey. You have new goals, you have new visions moving forward. What are some of the things you're working toward? And even with where you are now, what are some of your challenges or, or the more difficult parts of where you're going?
0: Um, I think the challenges and stuff was, and we're, what we're struggling with in the business right now is just, you know, stuff always changes year to year. So like right now, Facebook's being a little volatile for us. Uh, we had to, we had to actually add in a new outbound system. So when that happens, I get pulled back in, even though I'm a CEO and I have to, cause I, I want it the way I want it. So yeah. I have to come in and do it. And then I have to get trained people. So sometimes people forget that in a business, like, you know, you don't necessarily have to do it, but you know, if you want something in a certain way, typically the way I do it is I come in, I do it how I want, then I bring someone else in I train them and I watch them. And then when they get it, I'm like, then I'll step back out. Yeah. So that's been a challenge um, this coming year, where we've had to add in some new ways to outbound uh, people. A lot of it now is we're gonna we're adding in basically a calling system. Um, we used to do only messenger, but we're adding that in. It's it's helped tremendously. Awesome. Um, and in terms of like my future goals, uh, I'd like to have other businesses. So you know, I love consulting. I I love internet marketing. It's definitely benefited my life and there's definitely a lot of clients and people I've helped, but I'd like to have another business where, um, just bigger, just bigger. Um, I look at guys like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. And, and I just think it's cool that when they die, they're going to leave something behind to where, you know, people will know who they are and they've actually, I guess you would say they've actually changed the world. Right. So I'll have people I've worked with who are like, Tanner, you've changed my life. Like if I hadn't met you and, and it feels good, but I want to create something ultimately that it actually, it actually does for, you know, most of the population. So, you know, Facebook, we could probably say it's good or bad, but we could definitely say it's changed people's lives. Yeah. Um, Elon Musk has definitely done that, you know, Amazon uh, has done that. So I think, I think that's kind of my next goal is like, I'm really going for impact. I'm really going for what's my purpose because once, it's like Maslow's hierarchy. Once you've taken care of all those needs, you have to have something else to drive you um, or life becomes very depressing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I will get lost in my thoughts and I will become somewhat depressed in the sense yeah. of, you know, not like where someone should worry about me. But, you know, just man, like what's the point of all this? Yeah. Like I made a bunch of money today and like I've helped these clients, but like we're just I'm like this speck yeah. of dust in the universe. And sometimes that kind of overwhelms me. But I think uh, when I get back to like what the future holds and what I want to do, I just I just want to do something that's that actually helps a majority of people. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that is yet. But yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna that's like my next goal to kind of build a company that is kind of bigger than myself. And and I don't know, oh. does something just bigger, yeah. you know, Airbnb, Uber, all these companies, they, they've done stuff that is like changed the world in a, yeah. in a sense. And, and I think that's cool. I think yeah. that's really cool.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. I think I've heard you talk about that a little bit too, is even when you look back, right, you spent several years, just 100% on, on the business focus and kind of putting off a little bit of even yourself and your like personal life. And, you know, so many people we see get to that point of, of drive, 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 and then they get all the money. And, and a lot of people think that's where happiness comes from, right? They're gonna, they're gonna be completely set off and, and happy. And really, you find that there has to be that balance, like why you're even working toward that business is such a big part of it. Because once you get there, and it's unfortunate, but we see, we do see a lot of like the suicide rates and the you know, people go broke because they get the money, but then they find that that's not where the happiness is. And they like, they just spend
0: it all, you know, disappear. Um, what do Mm. you, what
2: do you think about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been there. Um, you know, I'm a, for better or worse, I'm the person who I don't really listen a lot to what people say. I want to know for myself. Mm -hmm. So, especially with, like religion and politics, you're gonna find I don't really enjoy talking about them because yeah. it's very opinion based. Yep. Right. You know. Now some people will say, "Well, no, you can prove," but you really, you really can't per se. There's not really a way to prove like you know your point on politics, or it's it's just like it is what it's you believe what you believe. Yeah. So, um, I, I got a little depressed at times because I started make you know I didn't feel very good as a young adult. After football, I really lost my identity, and I was like, you know what? I just need to become. I want to be someone. That's the that's the thought I had in my head. Is I wanted to become somebody because when I started just going to school and I wasn't an athlete, it's like I wasn't Tanner anymore almost, and yeah. um, that was hard because I was always the athlete, right? People were like, oh, Tanner the football player, Tanner the mo- Tanner the model, Tanner this, and then I kind of lost that, uh, and then so I started making money. And I was working really hard and I was making money. And then, you know, I started, you know, getting back to dating more girls and I was getting really good looking girls. And, um, you know, I got a, I literally just got this car like four or five months ago, I'm already kind of over it. I got a Lamborghini Aventador, you know, it, was, it was half a million dollar car. Uh, you know, I got, I lived in one of the nicest places in Miami, the rent, I mean, the rent was 25 a month, it's, you know, it's like absurd. David Beckham lived in there and like, some of the richest people in Miami, you know, so I did all these things. Right. And then I was kind of sitting there one day and I was like, yeah, like this doesn't, this isn't it. Like, I I don't feel any different. And that was, that was pretty depressing. Um, so, but I think everyone struggles with that. I think, I think a lot of successful people when they get there, it's a little, it is a little depressing to kind of hit that point and then go, Oh, so, what everyone kind of said was true. Like money doesn't yeah. make you happy. Yeah. I used to actually say, Oh, you're just poor. That's why you say that. I, that's literally what I'd say in my head. If someone's am yeah. like, yeah, well, you're poor though. So yeah. that's, that's how you justify being poor. That's what I would think. Yeah. And yeah. again, there's, there's no right or wrong way to live. So, you know, I would never say that out loud. I think some people, you know, I like being honest about how I think though. I think there's plenty of people who like people say something, they think something in their head that is very not, you shouldn't yeah. say, but You think it. Yeah. So I would think that, uh, but now that I've gone through all these things, I was like, man, it's like people were right. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think now what I've realized is it really comes down to, it really comes down to people and experiences Yeah. and then getting passionate about something. And I think the question that was hard for me to answer was, you know, I'll be, I've gotten to therapy, I've got a bunch of stuff. Right. And I just say, you know, at the end of the day, though, none of this shit matters. Yeah. Right. And I guess you could debate that. But I think what I learned was, I guess none of it really does matter. But you just have to find something that you're passionate about and make it matter. Yep. Because at the end of the day, like how much money you make and all the things you buy. And like, you know, even, you know, like even Mark Zuckerberg, right? He built Facebook, I guess he could even say like, yeah, but like, what does it matter? Like, what does it, like the world would be fine without it or whatever you want to say. But I think it's just, you got to get passionate behind something. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, I guess, I don't know, I guess without getting like too dark on this <laughs> podcast, <Yeah. laughs> you could just go down a really dark hole and not come out of it. Um, some people turn to religion, right? Yeah. I think that's part of the reason some people are very religious. Not the only reason, but I think it gives, it gives, you got to have something to kind of hold on to. Um, so whether that's religion or politics or, you know, humanitarian aid or whatever it is, I, I think that's what I've learned is you've really got to build your life around like giving service to other people, helping other people. That makes yeah. you feel the best, having great experiences and then just have have a mission, have something that means something to you, because, you know, especially where I'm at, I don't like I don't need to make more money like I want to, but I don't. I don't like need it. Yeah. Um, And when you get to that place, it's you start, you know, it's Maslow's hierarchy. You start thinking about all your basic needs are met. So it's like, well, what what what's next? What's my purpose? I've I've been living this like I'm that's the stage of my life I'm in. So I'm living it right now. So it's a little scary uh, when you start going through it. But well, I appreciate
2: the conversation because I think I think it's a great thing to discuss publicly and share with people because so many people don't. And so many people get stuck in the darker side of it. So I think sharing this openly, like you said, something you're going through, thoughts that we all have, uh, you know, so yeah, I appreciate the conversation. So would you say for you now, and you talked a little bit earlier about like one of the things you want to do is create something big that actually has impact. Is that part of where you're starting to feel in this discussion and in that that moment is like, is that part of what you see moving toward now is you want to actually do something that affects people as opposed to just building a business for yourself.
0: Yeah. And just, and just affects more people. So, you know, you look at these massive companies, what they've done is they've created something that everyone can quote unquote participate in. Yeah. They high ticket sales is literally made. So only the top one to 3% people sign up, you know, and they, and then the benefits are, oh, that's fulfillment, da 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 da. Um, but it's, it doesn't affect people at scale. It affects individuals. Yeah. So yeah, like I just, I just want to do something that like matters, I guess, you know, and, and it's, people will try to remind me and depending who I talk to, they say, well, yeah, what you, what you are doing does matter. And like, look at these people. It just feels small to me. I don't know how else to describe it. It just feels small. And so the business I have now my only goal is to essentially keep helping these people and and keep the business going so that it becomes a cash cow so I can use it for whatever real purpose I want to yep. put it behind. Cause I, I'm understanding Elon Musk more. He's he's psycho on a whole nother level. Like sometimes I'm like, man, that guy is preparing <laughs> to move to Mars, right? <laughs> he's an alien. But I get I get why he's done crazy things because when money becomes like it's a toy and it's not this it's not important to anymore. It just becomes a vehicle to get what you want. And so I think what I'm, I'm getting to that point where, you know, my investments and stuff are in a place where for the rest of my life, I'll be good and my family. So I wanna use the money to do stuff and fund my ideas, right? Cause most people have to go out and get on Shark Tank and do all yeah. these crazy things. So I'm just like, man, if I make enough money, then I can do what I want. I don't have to ask for permission, because yeah. it's my money. Yeah. And that's kind of the that's kind of the direction I'm headed. So in terms of what I want to do, I don't know. Yeah. Because it's different than the business I have now. It was this was modeled after other people. Yep. The, the business I'm talking about is, you know, it's more of a you have to be innovative. That's how these people become billionaires. They they start like Clubhouse. Like yeah. you know, Clubhouse is at what four bill evaluation. I was I, I was living on it for two months and then I, I haven't been on it since. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, dude, I I couldn't do it anymore. And I was just like, I'm talking about the same stuff every day, but they were innovative and they created something. And so, you know, like if I was them, for example, and I cash out, I would just cash out. If I was them right now, the next thing they build or whatever, they, they can just use that money and do whatever they want. I, I think that's where my mindset is now. I just want to use my money to start doing cool shit. Yeah. Um, that helps people. And that, because that's ultimately what does make you happy. I think like if someone had a definition, it's really when you serve other people and you make them happy, it yeah. makes you happy. And I, I actually learned that through, um, you know, my current girlfriend right now, we we had a lot of back and forth. And the issue I had is I I want to be a faithful dude, but I'd have moments where I want to go just you know, I'm in Miami and it's probably the most beautiful girls in the world besides Columbia. And, uh, so I, you know, I'd have moments of like, man, I, I just want to be single. I just want to hook up with all these girls and and all this stuff. And the irony is that I did it. I went back and forth and back and forth and I'd kind of audit how I felt. And I did that a couple, I mean, it must've been a dozen times. I, I swear. She, she should have never taken me back. You know, she's just best girl in the world, but, um, I started really, it was funny. Someone challenged me like, Hey, for 90 days, like only focus on her. Like literally don't, don't do anything you're not supposed to do. Like don't flirt. Don't like, don't even send a message. And it was funny, but by making her happy, it it was, I was like, man, like I, I'm happy. Cause like I, I was doing stuff that I knew for a fact made her happy. Even if I, I was like, man, I don't really want to do this. Like she wants to like do all this cuddly shit and like I the I like, mean my family were not that way. Yeah. So she's very like touchy and all that. I'm like, okay, like yeah. You know. Um, but to to wrap up my thought, that's I've just had moments in my life like that where I go, "Oh my gosh, like that's that's how people are happy because by making other people truly happy, like not not bullshit, like they're actually happy, it makes you feel good." Yeah. Because because that's all life's about is it's like it's your relationships and experiences instead of just being a selfish, self gratifying person, yeah. which they're fun. Trust me, like it's fun. That's why we all struggle with it. But I think it's not lasting. And I think yeah. like really how to be happy is you you make other people happy and um, there's sacrifices to doing that, just like there is for self gratification. So yep. anyways yeah. So, you know,
1: you've. Gotten to this point that most people don't ever get to in their life. You've learned a lot. If you could go back ten years, what would
0: you tell yourself? And drop out of school sooner. Twelve <laughs> year old. Uh, I keep hearing that over and over. Bro, school, school is the biggest waste of time. I mean, I'm a petroleum engineer, and is I'm doing, doing math. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, it taught me how to think. It like. Yeah. I'll say this, you know, you look back and you go, man, I wish I hadn't played football. I wish I hadn't done this, but it, it probably made me who I am. Yeah. But I, I would say the biggest advice I give people is not even because I have a consulting business. I, I really look at what started changing my life and I just started hiring people. I, I, I just took my work ethic and I said, you know, enough's enough. I'm tired of being ordinary. And I just started hiring people and and, I, and you learn very quickly. And a lot of people, they go, yeah, but what if I lose my money? What if this, what if that? The the mindset shift that changed was I literally started thinking I would rather be homeless than keep living this way. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was it was that distinct where I was like, I would rather be homeless than keep living this way. And when you truly feel that way, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Because you know you'll still be okay. I think a lot of times as human beings, we go, oh, what if I lose my house and lose my car and all this stuff? And And we think it matters. Yeah, but we only think it matters because we we care about what other people think. Yep. But even now, it's funny. I have all these things. I have a I have a I have a five hundred thousand dollar car customized that's sitting in some garage in Miami with bird shit on it and the battery's dead. <laughs> and I haven't driven it in months like it's yeah. just sitting there. And, the, and it died because I, I haven't been taking care of it. And and I think like that's what, like you, when you start truly not caring what other people think, it's going to really set you free. So, I, you know, I still struggle with that too. I think all of us to an extent do care what people think about us, but I, there's, there's moments in life where like I, I went through kind of an suffering enough in my mind where I was like, you know what, like, I don't care if I have to live with my parents. I don't care if I have to live on a friend's couch. Like I knew what I kind of needed to do. And it was like, I needed to lower my expenses so I could pay for help. And so I kind of dropped my ego. I moved home at 25. It was embarrassing, but you know, I, that three grand I made a month went to my business instead of 2,500 went to food, you know, rent and stupid shit. Um, so if I could just give advice to someone who's out there, I know like some people have four kids and a wife and and it's a little more difficult as you get older, (laughs) you know, but you know, especially the young people listening to this, man, if you're single, Bro, do it, you know, or ladies do it now because you have nothing to lose when you start getting married and have kids and responsibilities. Like, let me know how that goes. Telling your wife, you're going to take a pay cut. Like it's not going to work. Yep. So I just, I just wish I had been a little more aggressive early on and not had an ego and not, not said, no, I don't need anyone's help because I think to an extent, everyone who's been successful, whether they've paid for it or had a mentor or whatever they've all worked with people. And if you look at Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg or whoever, they've all met people along the way that, you know, their stories are not just clear cut straight to the top. That's just never how it is. So I might be a little biased, but I just truly believe like me paying for help and just being super aggressive and then having a tenacious work ethic. That just is what made the difference. And yeah, that's, that's really usually the story I find with most successful people is they just had a tenacious work ethic and, they paid for help and they were kind of recklessly, they were kind of reckless in the sense of like they'll do whatever it takes and and they get there eventually. You know, unless you have a an actual mental condition, like on a serious note, if you make a mistake, the average human goes, Okay, I put my hand on the stove, don't do that again. So if you keep hitting doors, you will eventually get there. Most people just get too tired to go through all the doors. Yeah. And I understand, but that's really all success is. You you will get there. It's just how long it takes you honestly so yeah That's yeah awesome. it's,
1: it's actually it's funny because the metaphor that like my brothers and i have used in the past uh i don't know if you're familiar with the, the game show the price is right
0: yeah of course there's yeah. there's
1: a there's a game on that show called plinko and we call it life plinko that you
0: know you you go through and you learn <laughs> how to get to the end you know freely. yeah well and and then it's just a sum it up and wrap it up. But, you know, you only have 80 years to live and and that really started hitting me. Um, and, and I started going, you know what, like, if money doesn't matter, then, then why am I so scared to spend it if I can just learn how to make more? I think a lot of people have a mindset of like, it's very scarcity where I'm going to spend this money and I'm going to lose it because this coach is going to suck or whoever they pay. So I'm just going to hold on to the little bit I have. And I'm like, dude, like you're not going to save your way to wealth. Like, you know, I know Dave Ramsey tries to push that. No, no hate on Dave Ramsey, but it's like his his advice is for like people who are like truly like don't know how to spend their money. Yeah. Like they're just, they're not, they're not spending it correctly. It's not to build wealth per se. And and I think to really become wealthy, you have to learn how to make more money. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to do that, you have to pay someone who does. And so it was very clear cut road for me to go. I'm not making enough money. Like I can't save any more money. I'm I'm basically homeless at my parents' house, you know, right, right above homeless. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I said, you know what, I have to learn how to make more money. So I was willing to do whatever I had to do to do that. So, and I, I think if most people would take that mindset where it's not about saving more, it's about learning how to make more because you could change your life a lot faster, making more than you ever will saving. Yeah. So, yeah,
2: I think that's the, that's the part that it seems like the majority, like we talked about earlier, Most people, until you make that first check, right? Like you were making the three grand a month. You finally made that 10 grand in a week. You're like, what happened? Like, this is possible. People can do this. Most people just don't even know that they can. They, they, and, and, you know, I know we talked about school too. I think that society not, I mean, it just trains you to, here's the process. Go to high school, go to college get in debt, get a normal yeah. job, spend the rest of your life paying it off and hopefully have uh savings in a 401k period. Yeah. And once you, I mean, once you learn that there's another option, it's like, it's a whole new world.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm about to open a public university. It's a great business model, <laughs> right? I mean, it's one of the best cards and uh, what else? Yeah. And then people, people, I mean, people pay 40 G's, the college but they won't pay 10 g's to learn how to make like yeah yeah i mean it's just it's just unfortunate but a lot of stuff i mean a lot of stuff in college it just doesn't apply to anything other than your profession so you know if you really have a profession where it needs a degree i think college is a great option yeah Yeah. you know i i thought about today i don't interview anyone and ask them for their college degree i don't give a crap like, I, I do not care if he yeah. went to college. I'm, I'm just like, can you do this? Yeah. Okay, great. You're hired. Yeah. And I think eight out
2: of 10 people never use what they went to college for. Their degree is in, uh, you know, animal science and they're working in <laughs> retail. Like, it just, people do it because it's the normal process. And yeah. they end up in a totally different field of something they enjoy or, or whatever. Great points.
0: Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's not to, like, hate on people who do go, No. you know, just not a watching. I just... I just think like for, for the person, if you want to make a lot of money, it's not, it's going to come through a business. It won't come through your degree per se, unless, you know, unless maybe you're like anesthesiologist and go to school for 12 years and you want to go out.
2: I always love hearing that one. Like, you know, if you're going to be a surgeon, like don't do on the job training for that one, please. Like, (laughs) I want to make sure you know what you're doing when you go inside of here, but, uh, there's a lot of jobs <laughs> that you can do some, you know, on the job learning, self-taught coaches, things like that. Yeah. But uh certain yeah. jobs I think you you should still go.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> well, Tanner, thanks for your time today. Um we're excited to continue following your journey. Uh where can people find you best?
0: Yeah, just my social media, probably Instagram. Yeah. Uh at Tanner.Chittister, or if they just want to like go to my main website, it's EliteCOs.com, and they can check that out and, you know, find more information. But, you know, those two spots, you'll, you'll hit me on one of them for sure. Or you'll see 10 million ads. Yes.
2: So. Yeah. We, don't worry. We just saw some before we started today. So no problem. Don't oh, go Thanks to my social that. media if you don't want
0: to get certain Facebook ads or YouTube or pretty much anywhere else.
2: <laughs> oh, love it, man. Well, thank you very much for your time today. We look forward to uh, staying in touch with you following your journey. I think you're going to do some amazing things. Thanks so much, Shannon. Yeah.
0: Thanks for uh, having me and letting me talk your guys' ears off. I appreciate it. Of course. Have a good one.